Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. Hey, it's Thursday, May 3rd, 2018. This is Travis, and this is now Oscar Mike Radio. We are on mission on the move for military and veterans matters all the time. I'm going to start with, since we don't have any guests this week, that's, that ramps up next week as, our, as we count down to episode 100, with... Uh, the question of the week, and it is from somebody who uh, follows uh, me pretty closely on social media. And this came over Snapchat. Why do you make the blankets? Why do you crochet? That happened because uh, of Jill St. Jake's very early in Oscar Mike Radio. Uh, got some yarn for her. And... The deal was I'd learn how to crochet. And it's a very interesting thing to me. I, I understand it's not exactly manly or masculine or tough guy. I don't care. I don't care what you think. Um, it, it's, it's a very interesting skill, something to do with my hands. And uh, when I get a blanket done, I, I, I take uh, comfort in the fact that it's going to go to some kid for Project Lions. That's where my blankets go. And, and so the blanket I made uh, was called a corner-to-corner blanket. And in uh, crochet lingo, that means you simply start at one corner and you go to another corner. It's not like a, like a circular pattern or a square pattern where you kind of go around. Or, or, or go from row to row. Each row goes from one corner of the blanket to another. And it's kind of involved. I mean, it, it, I mean, there's some patterns that are pretty easy to do. And this one takes a lot of yarn. And when you start you know, making an adult-sized blanket, it gets very heavy. It, it actually feels really good when it's done. And it's just a skill. It's just a skill that uh, I, I, I enjoy working on. You know... I'm a guy, as a guy, I like to hunt, I like to fish, I like to run the motorcycle, smoke cigars, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't bother me at all. But there, there is something very uh, cool about being able to um, make something from string. It's a big ball of uh, or, or, or skein of yarn and turn it into something that can be used for somebody else to provide comfort. 
and the reason I donate the blankets to Project Alliance when I'm done is the person that showed me how and donated the yarn to uh, Jill at first. That was that was her price. You know, she'll give me the yarn, but I gotta learn how to crochet. So I, I kept mine in the bargain. It's been kind of cool to post pictures on um, Instagram. In fact, uh, Red Heart Yarn sent me an email wanting to use one of the, the pictures in their promotion. I'm like, sure, this is great. This is cool. This is awesome. And at the end of the day, it's it's a great way to take, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes and kind of unwind. So that's how I do it. And it is what it is. And if you don't like it, okay. If you do like it, great. Cool. Um, I recommend it to anybody. So that's that. So moving on. I want to talk about um, I want to talk about the story about the um, the army veteran who was shown a hospital room that was in a word absolutely disgusting. Uh, Christopher Wilson served two tours in Iraq. And he was uh, getting his foot looked at. He had a podiatry appointment. And his father, Stephen Wilson, took him to the hospital. Yay, Dad. Love it when, uh, you know, parents are still parents at any age. And took him to the hospital. And they, 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 they tweeted these pictures. And I've asked some some medical professionals about what we're seeing here and, and none of them can sit there and say that well it was just a, a busy time and the room got dirty and oh well I, I mean they they are and I'll have these pictures in the blog post they are for lack of a better term aghast at uh, you know what what we're seeing here because he went to the room and he asked to be cleaned up. They said, no, we can't get to it right now. And that was that. And the hospital came back uh, and said that, yep, uh, the pictures are pretty disgusting. It's certainly not, um, you know, to, to good practice. It's not within the uh, policies and procedures of the VA hospital. It, it was uh, disgusting. And then the, the head of the hospital gets up there. Her name is uh, Dr. Karen Gribben, chief of staff of the Salt Lake City VA hospital does a press conference that in, in my view kind of made things worse and you know she she makes a bunch of excuses in my view doesn't really address what's going on she says quote the nurses involved quote they just didn't see the state of the room close quote and you know 
the, the army veteran, Mr. Wilson, says it's the first thing he noticed. And his dad was just absolutely, you know, you know, taken aback. I mean, you know, his son is getting a podiatry appointment, which means he's getting his, you know, foot or lower leg looked at. And, you know, here we go. And she said that, you know, discipline is possible for some of the staff members involved, but that the administration is still trying to learn what happened. She also goes on to say that, quote, the staff is really quite upset this happened, close quote. And she didn't make any excuses for the room. She said they were very busy. But I'm just curious here because if you go back to my last episode about the sock puppet, a, you know, 18, 20 year master sergeant lost her job for doing a reenlistment ceremony with a sock puppet and a colonel, a full bird colonel was forced to retire as lieutenant colonel because of this, because a, a woman in the space of, of two minutes took her reenlistment oath with a uh, sock puppet, right? And that's, that's, that was considered by a lot of people okay to do. I consider that overkill myself. And while this has gotten plenty of uh, room in the media, I, I will say the media did report on this. I don't see the level of, of, of for lack of a better term, hatred or or upsetness or whatever you want to call it, um, where people are, are the, that mob mentality, where we're going to get these people over this room. Because looking at the pictures, and I'm not a medical professional. I did ask a couple what they thought of it, and you know the, the three people I talked to were like, "Well, it's possible that the room was left that way from the last patient, and they really put it in there." However, our policies and procedures say that the room gets cleaned up after every patient. Okay, that's fair enough. That's pretty, pretty cut and dry, right? No, I, I would think that would be what you would do. You, you kind of want to, I don't know, if, you, if you're making food in your kitchen, you, you kind of want to clean up the dishes and the pots and the pans before you make another meal. It just, I don't know, it makes sense to me. Right? Right? So I'm just kind of curious how this was left like this. And then I'm curious as to why the greater public is not as upset about this as they are the sock puppet. Like I don't see massive amounts of Facebook groups or Twitters lining up asking for the resignation of the, the hospital's chief of staff or the people that were responsible for that shift or anything else. I mean, I, I don't see it. Um, I, I do like on, on Monday, uh, Representative Mia Love from uh, Utah weighed in on this and called it completely unacceptable, close quote. And she said, quote, I will work to find out additional details in order to understand what must be done to prevent this from happening again, close quote. 
and she plans to keep uh, visiting the future. And another uh, politician weighed in, Representative Chris Stewart, who was a former Air Force major, said he will see the situation resolved quickly. Quote, the situation at the VA Center in Salt Lake City is unacceptable. Close quote. As a former Air Force pilot myself, I know our veterans deserve to be treated like the heroes they are. Some people will have weighed in and said they've gotten great care at this hospital. Some people have said that uh, overall the hospital is good. And this could be just a, a one-time thing that got caught on social media and, and Twitter. But my question still comes back to this. Two people with almost 40 years of combined service got fired simply for uh, a video showing one person doing her reenlistment ceremony that was going to her kids with a sock puppet. The first sergeant who uh, did the video is punished and got punished for it, right? Why is the same level of outrage, that's the word I'm looking for, outrage, not present for this? Because I have to think that this room looked that way for a long time before uh, this veteran came into the room. And it's my understanding that hospitals aren't exactly, and they strive to be clean, but there's all kinds of stuff in the air, on surfaces, and stuff like that, that if are, are, are not taken care of, you can get very sick from touching them or contact with an open wound. you, you got to keep the place clean. And, and so, I, again, I'm just wondering why the VA gets a pass and not... Uh, people who are actually serving. And that's kind of the point uh, of why I want to do this podcast. We're never really going to know what happened to the staff. Are we ever going to see the results of the investigation? Is this just a story for a news cycle and then it's going to go away? We really don't know what's going to happen with this. What if this, what if this will happen uh, next week or next month? I don't know, but it, it doesn't make much sense to me why uh, this was handled the way it was for the hospital. I'd I'd want I'd want some names and want some numbers and I'd want to show full transparency with this process. It, it is our veterans that are going and using the services provided by this VA hospital. And they should receive exceptional care at all times. And I don't see the outrage for this that I saw for the for the puppet. And that's kind of how I feel. That's kind of what I want to talk about in, in, in the section called The Word. And let me know what you think at TravisOscarMikeRadio.com. So, um, Pogue and Grunt... Pogue is person other than Grunt, and Grunt is a Grunt. If you didn't serve in the infantry, in the Marine Corps, in the Army, you are a Pogue. It doesn't matter how uh, badass you are. 
doesn't matter if you're a pilot, doesn't matter if you're an admin, doesn't matter if you're a supply guy, doesn't matter if you're a cook. If you do not serve in the infantry, you cannot be called a grunt. So they weigh in with a complaint this week. And I'll talk about it in a, in a later podcast. Because uh, Pogue is in the Air Force and he was watching with great interest that Lockheed is behind on their 31 billion dollar order for new helicopters for the Marine Corps. I'll have a link to that story in the blog post, but he is correct. They are having problems with the software, some mechanical issues, and other components that you know we don't know about, but they are setting the stage to say that this is not going to be this this platform the it's the super stallion, the 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 king stallion, the the big daddy, uh, the the super heavy lift helicopter is not going to be delivered on time, and I just don't understand that. And, and and you know he went into what it takes to build an airframe to make sure it's safe. He gets all that, but but he's like not happy about it. If he doesn't deliver what he's supposed to deliver in the Air Force on time, it reflects poorly in his uh, fitness report. So he is watching this closely and wants me to speak more to it in a later podcast, and I will. Thanks, Pogue. So I want to talk about some upcoming events. Uh, I don't have firm dates for these yet. I do for one. The second one, I'm not quite sure about. Let me see if uh, he is online while I'm talking. Can I do two things at the same time? One second. And then we'll get to the good stuff. Let's see here. Oh, okay. We're all set. Great. The first thing I want to talk about is Team Dara is putting on a uh, cornhole tournament on Saturday, June 9th at the Avon VFW. And I had uh, Michael Dara on for episode 80 and like 83, 84. And he is a uh, army veteran, army ranger. Uh, got into some trouble when he got hurt on the job when he got out of the army and had a long road to fight his uh, drug addiction. But is now in a different place and is taking this whole team Dara concept as a way to start helping uh, kids and veterans in need through some kind of outlet with, with boxing and mixed martial arts. But also he wanted to start being able to right away give back to people who are supporting veterans in the veterans community. So there'll be more on that later, but it's going to start at 1 o'clock uh, at the Avon VFW in Avon, Massachusetts. I'll have more info on this as the details come on, come along. But this is going to be a family-friendly event to raise money for the team. There are boxing effort 
and for a local uh, soon-to-be-named veterans uh, organization. And when you start understanding uh, what Team Dare is all about and how they uh, got to this point, it's a pretty special story. It really is. And I can't wait to see what else he's going to do with this. So that is Team Darum uh, Cornhole Tournament. He calls it Bago. I always thought it was Cornhole uh, at the Avon VFW June 10th of this year. Second, uh, another local guy doing something local and cool and different for veterans is the Burnouts for Vets. <laughs> And last year, talking to Alvy and Tiny uh, and, and Victor about what they were doing with uh, having people show up in their cars and burn the tires off of them doing burnouts was amazing. They, they, were, they were able to really uh, advocate for veterans, have a good family-friendly time, and, and really just pack the house. So he is saying it's going to be even better this year. Uh, we're already talking about what we're going to do around that and, and how uh, Oscar Mike Rito can be involved. That is going to be uh, July 28th at the um, Brockton uh, VFW as of right now. So uh, very, very excited about that. Uh, cool way to uh, see some cars do some cool things. Uh, people are very proud of being able to uh, bring their, their cars out and show them off. You have all kinds of vehicles there. My favorite uh, was Raymond Petroselli's El Camino. Uh, it was just, you know, American V8 superpower. It was just awesome. So I will have, again, more information about this event as it gets closer to July 28th, but I am telling you now to check out the Burnouts for Veterans uh, Facebook page, uh, also Albie Robbins, and make sure you are in the know because you do not want to miss this. Uh, people did last year, saw the, the, the pictures on the Burnouts uh, for Veterans Facebook page, saw uh, my podcast on it, and were like, yeah, we missed out. I'm like, yeah, you did. It was a great day. So again, another cool thing about it, it's a, it's a family event. It's pretty cost, uh, you know, family friendly cost wise. And, you know, just all kinds of cool cars, motorcycles, trucks, doing burnouts and cool stuff. Uh, I can't, uh, I can't tell you how excited I am about this. So, um, last thing, not really a, um, military thing or an upcoming event thing but something i want to talk about anyway and i'll be uh, you know saying more about uh, this as it gets uh, closer if you like podcasts and you enjoy um you know people who really put a lot of effort into uh, their craft I, I gotta tell you to go over to the stride and Sonner facebook page or stridensonner.com and check out this podcast put on by this uh, young man, uh, Kip Clark. Uh, Kip and I started talking when he was doing like episode 111, 110, 109, something in there. And now he is on episode 193, which for most people in podcasting, 
that's a pretty significant achievement. Especially for somebody who doesn't have a, a lot of sponsors or financial support to do this on your own and keep that going that long is nothing short of impressive. And as I'm nearing episode 100, I definitely want to uh, highlight uh, Kip's accomplishment on his podcast. And the reason for that is Kip uh, is, is, is younger than me, way, way younger, but he heard about the Oscar Mike Radio idea and, and bought into it and offered advice and counsel and perspective on how to improve and right up there with uh, Keith Hayes and, and Tony Arnold, uh, Kip has been very you know instrumental, influential in some of the improvements and work I've done to make uh, you know Oscar Mike Rita what it is right now. So I just wanted to share with you that if you like good deep conversation with people who really think about what they are, are trying to get across to you whatever they're talking about, this is this is the, the place for you. So that is Stride and Sonner on Facebook, uh, strideandsonner.com on the, on the internet, and uh, check him out as he approaches episode 200. So that's all for this week. Uh, next week I have uh, Tim Montjoy back with Operation Teammate, I think, if I have this right. Wait a minute. No, I don't. I got that wrong. Well, that means you're going to have to come back next week and check out who I'm talking about or check out the Facebook page. But that is it for now. Thanks for listening. This is Travis with OMR, and we are out. Oscar Mike Radio, over and out. Oscar Mike Radio, do you copy? Turns to one actual, I have you five by five. Anchors away, my boys, anchors away. Farewell to college joys, we sail at break of day. Our last night of shore, drink to the poem until we Oscar Mike Radio is in route. Copy that, Sinister One. Coming at you from the City of Champions, Brockton, Massachusetts.
Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio. Veteran in action. On the move, on mission, always. Off we go.